Hey, welcome once again. Uh, not about us listeners slash viewers. Uh, thanks for joining us one more time. Uh, in this today is June 7th, uh, 2022 for just a regular conversation piece. As always, I'm Scott. And I'm Brad. And this is not about us. Thanks for joining us. We're just going to chat a little bit, uh, just say what's on our minds or what's on our lack of minds. <laughs> Accurate. There we go. And um, just kind of, I don't know, uh, shoot the breeze, I suppose, uh, throw whatever out there. Uh, you know the drill. We just kind of talk about whatever we feel like. And But, Brad, uh, if you would do us a favor and just invite God in to be a part of this. And uh, to let him have his say. Well, everyone knows we need it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for podcast day. Thank you. Thank you for these conversations. Thank you for these moments of refreshing that remind us to keep you in our thoughts, in our heart. We thank you. Um, we appreciate you. You, yes. Father, are always faithful, even when we're not. Hallelujah. You, Father, are always honorable, even when we are not. You, Father, are amazing. And so, would you just be here with us now Please. while we discuss whatever's, whatever you want to lay on our hearts? Because it's, it's not about us, it's about you. It's about what you need the world to know, what you want, need us to know. And, Lord, right now, there's a lot of negativity and things going on in the world. So let this be a true refreshing, just a break from all that, even if the topics get kind of heavy. We're still with you in this moment. So let's let that be a refreshing. And be with our listeners. Be with the people watching us. Be with them, too. And let them know the conversation can continue with them, even if it stops here. Thank you. We give you respect and honor. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, well, anything you want to start with? or? Well, we can start with something I just showed you a little bit ago. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I can just mention that. Um, so, uh, we've mentioned Michael Rood uh, many, many times. Um, mm -hmm. um, he's been an inspiration to both of us for different bits of truth that we have collected over our journeys, but uh, I follow his, I follow him on many social platforms, and, and they just had an official statement come out um, about an hour ago that uh, one of their, one of their channels that they use, uh, Discord, where they share, um, um, they share stories and they, they share lessons and, and teachings about uh, the Hebraic roots of scripture. Well, Discord has decided that that goes against their community guidelines, and they have shut that down. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I was having a hard time with that one, because I was just trying to figure out what, what, what's on there other than, than talking about, you know, Yeshua, and, and, and like they talk about uh, Jewish traditions, and, 
you know, the Hebraic roots of all of this. Like, I mean, that's exactly what they do. Uh-huh. And so it's just very confusing. And, and I know that, I know that this, I know this is going to happen and I know Christianity and, and in that, in the case of them, Messianic Jews and, and, and all of this kind of stuff, I know we're under attack, but just one yeah. more piece that I saw that just kind of bothered me. Like, yeah. You know, as far as I know, they've never mentioned anything. The, the reason that we got in trouble before is because we mentioned about certain uh, uh, pokes. <laughs> yeah. You know, still got to use the codes. Um, and that's why we got in trouble one time. Because, um, you know, the opinion of us two <laughs> is so threatening to the narrative. Um, but I can't figure out what, what would have got them in trouble uh, that would have been against the community guidelines. Um, unless, of course, uh, we are in the month of June, which, uh, you know, pride is being thrown around in our faces right now. So I don't know if maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, so um, I just would, I guess I just want to throw that out there. Just pray for them. Pray that, uh, you know, that they, that even though that truth might be hidden, of course, truth will get out there in a greater form somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's what I'll be praying for. Yes, definitely. No, uh, it's always, it, it's absolutely worth praying for. And I don't want to, my next statement, I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, nah, don't pray, just give up. Uh, but I, we have to see that everything is, is, it's coming. Oh yeah. It th- Things are wrapping up and I'm not saying I don't mean to say that as in, well, then stop praying, just sit back and let it happen. Uh, no, we should always we should always be seeking God and doing what we believe He's calling us to do in every aspect of our lives. But I just get, and we've talked about this before, I get a greater and greater sense that this is part of a final push. Oh yeah. And in that I see a lot of in the past there have been things that have happened at least here in the United States of, of America there have been things that have happened that have had resistance, had pushback and it went away or it calmed down or something kind of you know, oh, oh, the people don't like that. Uh, we're, you know, and and okay, we've got to back down, or or something has gone to court, or something. Yeah. There's just this feeling. And this is just me uh, talking. This isn't truth from God. This isn't Hebrews chapter four. You can see it right here. Anything like that. It, I just feel like we're getting to the point where, no matter what happens the people behind this are going to keep pushing it. Because mm-hmm. I think Satan knows his time is short. He's he's We're to the point where he's just going to enact his final plan. Uh, now, I don't mean that uh, to say that, okay, uh, within a few hours, a few weeks, it's all going to fall apart. I, it could still be a decade or, or, or more. I, I'm just saying I think we're at a point where it doesn't matter what the evidence says. It doesn't matter how the people react. It doesn't matter what happens anymore. This is going to be pushed. The people in charge, the people uh, 
unknowingly or knowing knowingly uh, that are being pawns of Satan and his plan are driving this forward. They they have, I believe there's a timeline, there's an agenda, and I think it's moving. Yeah, yeah. The Great Deception is definitely way more impactful than it has ever been. I, I mean, I look at my own lifetime and, and I just... The other day, I was just walking around a mall, and it's just like everywhere I look, it's just evil is showing itself. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's just, it's almost overwhelming to a point where I had to uh, actually sit down for a second and just pray. Uh, and just say, man, this yeah. is, the, the shadow is, it's all here, it's all around us. But the reason that I like to bring attention to that kind of stuff is because we, we should be also praying and and uplifting our fellow brothers and sisters. And we should, yeah. And, and you know, that's that was a hit to them. So that, uh, and, and and Michael Rude's team are fantastic. So I don't, I don't think this is going to, like, really hurt them. Like, not bad. Right. But if this is an opening, you know. Salvo. Yeah. And of more to come, uh, then it could start to get there. So that's why I like to just, I try to... I try to mention these things and keep these things in my head so I remember to pray for them and 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 especially because uh, his ministry has gotten to be very large and and he does share a lot of good truth mm -hmm. and so that's that's a person that you know I don't want to to be impacted but on that note some cool things have been I hate to say cool things because bad things happen before the cool things so it's like we don't want yeah but, but um, Michael Rude and then another Another gentleman that I follow, um, Mark Carell, uh, both of them about the same time um, had medical issues happen that both of them, there was some, uh, they, 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 we didn't know if they were going to survive. Right. Um, I mean, at best, it incapacitated them. Right. So Michael Rood was a stroke. Uh, Mike Car Mark Carell is a little bit, he's been battling cancer for, um, I don't even know how long now, but... Um, COVID got him, it brought the cancer back, uh, you know, he, he was on an incubator, all of this kind of stuff. But I've been watching um, over the span of several months that they, his son actually came on at one point and pretty much said that the, they weren't optimistic, but they still appreciated the prayers and all that kind of stuff. Well, then it was only like a week after that, that I got another message saying that he was starting to recover and do better. And mm -hmm. now, um, most recently, he's at home. Um, he's able to talk some, and he's still got to walk with like a walker. But like he's right. he's recovering, um, and the word miraculous was used many times, you know. And uh -huh. so it's it's just also uplifting that even in this in this time, uh, I, I do think that both of them were attacked, but both of them are recovering. You know, I think that's I think that's God's miracles at work. You know, the enemy can do his best, but you know, God can do yeah. always do better. And I believe that um, as darkness increases, the light is going to increase that much, that much brighter as this goes on. Uh, but it is, and I want to say I do want to say this because I think in our last conversation I really let it get to me a couple times. Yeah. But uh, I tend to get depressed and and angry about things and and kind of get a little um, 
what's wrong with everyone? You, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. And I think I let it come out too much in our last one. I uh, didn't mean to, but uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, the reason I say this now is primarily... Uh, To acknowledge the difficulty in examining the plans of Satan without focusing on them and without seeing that as the end result. Right. Without seeing that. To, to recognize, to keep your eyes on Jesus and recognize, like I, uh, I've said it, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but... Uh, we always have to recognize what's the hierarchy of, of who's in charge, who, you know, who's, you know, and when you look at uh, uh, this person who's giving this command and affecting these people, um, he, is he or she being run by this person who's actually giving instructions, who's being run by this person, who's being run by this organization, and it just keeps going up, well, we get to a point where at the highest levels of authority on earth, we've got Satan over that, that's manipulating, that's working, that's behind the scenes, that's, that's uh, working his plan. But we always have to remember, over that <laughs> is God. Yeah. God's always at the top, uh, allowing Satan to function as he does because he's God's tool uh, to do his will. And we always have to remember that God is allowing certain things to happen for a very specific reason. And God's plan is still in effect, perfect, and he knows what he's doing and he, he, he's won everything already. It's so easy to lose sight of that, to, to come down to Satan's level and go, look at what's going on, look at what's going on. Right there, oh my goodness, that that is what we should be focused on. Now, we should always be focused on, on Jesus, always focused on the cross, always focused on his conquering victory and his love for us. But at, at the same time, we are his soldiers, uh, among other things, and he in his wisdom, has given us information about the enemy for our benefit. Uh, a good soldier needs information as much as he can get. Now, so that's not to say the information's bad. That is to say sometimes we screw up and focus on that piece yep. and forget who's giving it to us and the reason why we're getting it uh, and this piece becomes our end-all be-all and we put our fear and our faith in that negative information instead of who we're supposed to give it to. Yeah. And so sometimes I think when I react like that passionately, I think maybe that's what I'm doing. I'm so frustrated and so upset with the works of the enemy that it, it I'm not keeping my eyes on the one who's who's conquered it and and laughing at the plans of the enemy, uh, knowing how fruitless they're going to be. But yeah, I do think there's still, I do still think there's a righteous anger that is okay. 
Oh, it, yeah. I do think that sometimes when I when something comes to light that is just so purely evil that that I clearly understand what it is and what's going on, I think it's okay to recognize that and hate that and it is and and to and to uh, and that's not saying you know hate the person. No, no, no. Know, hate hate the spirit of what's going on there. Hate hate what's going on in, in the spiritual realm, not what's going on with the person. But and I guess maybe it was just personal to me, but I had felt like I had taken my eyes off of God and gone, look at that, look at that, look yeah. at that. And I felt like God was saying, yes, you're supposed to recognize that, but now that you've seen it, come back. Yep. Now let's plan. Now let's work. Now, okay, yes, you should be angry at it, uh, but you shouldn't just be angry and that's it. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's still... That, that anger should motivate an action, mm -hmm. should motivate, you know, and I kind of felt like... It, I, I had kind of come to a place where there was kind of the throw up of hands and go, look at that. It all stinks. It's awful. Just whatever, you know, and when you get to that place, I, so that maybe that's where this is coming from for me. Um, but, but no, you're right. If, if that righteous anger says, uh, I'm going to be motivated to move forward in God and, and, uh, follow his instructions, follow his commandments, do his will, make this work for his glory the way he wants it to, that's different. Right. I guess that's my focus on where I was going. Uh, we tend to just go, a, a lot of us, I, and I, I see this everywhere, and I see it in me, as I just said. We tend to go, oh my gosh, look at that horrible thing. Hey, okay, you've seen it. Now come over here. No, look at that horrible thing. Okay, you've seen it. Now let's go look at that horrible thing. Oh my goodness. You know. Well, I think the hard thing is, is like what I was saying a little bit ago, is that right now there's just so many horrible things. Yeah. It is hard to... to it's growing. Like every single day we hear about new violence happening. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, um, locally, I mean, not just in the United States, but locally only... About half hour drive from my place, we had some, we had some Christians that were just murdered, gunned down, uh, doing a Christian event, and that, you know, that's getting really close to home, and that just, uh, you know, that was that that's that's evil, and it's it it's hard not to then focus on that and be upset because now it's, you know, it's it's in our community as far as we're all Christians, we're all, you know, we're all in this together, but when it's actually in my community so close, mm -hmm. that, that hurts. And it is hard not to then be very, very upset and angry. But then at the same time, you're right. You have to take that to God and say, God, what should I do with this? Yeah. Because, because God, you know, some people say that God is love and doesn't hate, but God does hate certain things. And so mm -hmm. we need to go to him because he's the only one that can help us with these with these strong emotions that could take us down the wrong path. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think you, that's, that's it right there. And that's kind of where I was going. It's uh, when this happens, be angry at what the real enemy is doing right. in this situation. Uh, we have a tendency sometimes to be, to have that, that action movie mentality yeah. of, 
Alright, I saw what the enemy did. Now I'm going to load up. I'm going to gear up. And I'm going to go hunt that fool down. I could use stronger language than that. But I'm going to hunt that guy down and make him pay for what he did. No, wait a second. That's, that's, that's not in God's plan. That's, that's not the real enemy. You're focused on the wrong thing. When we let our anger just drive us, uh, it turns into vengeance. It turns into more hate. Uh, instead of letting, like you said, hatred for the sin take us to God and say, okay, we, we need to move. My eyes are open. I'm awake. Let's do this. But God, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's very different. I, I have uh, I've talked about it before, but when I was when I was young, I, I you know I'd say my heart was kind of full of hate. Uh, I was kind of angry teenager and and uh, kind of mad at the world and God and and you know all of this kind of stuff and and every time that I allowed those emotions to get the better of me. I, I never was successful in anything that I attempted. And yeah. That's the pure, simple logic of it. You will not be successful in anything that you attempt when you go at it with that spirit. And so, yeah. No. I remember um, I, I was reading a study. I want to say it was from Rick Joyner. Um, if not, uh, I'm sorry, but I was reading something. Who was talk, He was talking about last day's events and, and basically saying whatever happens... You know, whether you believe in pre-trip, post-trip, and whatever actually does happen. There's going to be evil uh, terrorizing the whole world. Mm -hmm. There's, there's going to be horrible stuff. We need to be in a place where we, we need to be prepared to die well. Yeah. I mean, that was one of his statements. Uh we need to be in a place where even our very death brings him glory to those who witness it and to those who know what's going on. That's a strong statement to make about what's coming, but I believe it's accurate Yeah. in, in the sense that we, well, first of all, that should be for all of our lives, a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, we should all die well, you know, whether you're, resting peacefully in your bed as you expire, whether you're on the battlefield, what you know, whatever, whether you're being uh, killed as a martyr, uh, we should all die. We should be in that place where we die praising God and we, where our death uh, brings some, opens someone's eyes and, and, and opens someone's heart, softens someone's heart because we've said it before, we recognize as believers that this physical fleshly body, its, its end does not mean our end. Uh, and, and we have to keep that in mind. It's so easy to focus on this fleshly life because we're here, we're experiencing it. It's, it's our primary uh Modus operandi right now. I mean, it's it, it's where we live. It's where we work. It's where we we react to everything. There's an. It's easy to get this idea that death ends the journey, and it doesn't. It only begins the journey. 
And we've got to view our lives in the scope of eternity, not in the scope of this limited uh, lifespan here on earth. Well, it's, it, you're not trusting God when you are, if you, if you say you're a Christian, but you're fearing your death, mm -hmm. you're not trusting God and his promises of what's coming. Exactly. And, and I think, I mean, we're all, I think we're all guilty of that at points um, of not, of, of having that fear and not having the trust. But I, I don't know if it just, it just takes a while in your journey, but you know, I, I got to a point where I, I have no fear of it. If anything, I'm concerned about the way it goes. I, cause I want to die well. Yeah. You know, and, and, and this is probably, this is probably, uh, not, <laughs> probably not correct, but I sometimes have these thoughts of, could I die a martyr? Could I, you know, would, would, no, could, I get it. could I go out that way? And if I could, what a heroic way, how, how awesome would it to be to, to die? And the very last word you said was Jesus. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's, that's almost a goal of mine, you yeah. know? Um, but I get it. I was watching a documentary one time on, um, you know, and I forget who it was like, a you know, 14th, 15th, 16th century monk kind of thing who was martyred for his beliefs, uh, who would not recant in, in Jesus and all that kind of thing. And they were going to burn him at the stake. And so he's, and, and in this, in this docudrama, you know, cause they showed actors reenacting what was going on. Um, I just, I always remember this one scene where he's just, he's got a candle on the desk in his cell and he's just holding his hand over the flame and just pulling back and just imagining what the fire is going to be like. And, and, and we do, you know, we go, yeah. when, when that happened, when I'm in that place, uh, when someone has a gun to my head, when someone puts my head in a, uh, uh, a guillotine, you know, when someone says, all right, it's going to happen right now or else, you know, I am thinking about that event. I, I you know, I, I, th I think we all have. I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that um, you're right. It, it, is a, uh, it is a test that we do need to overcome. It's not, it's, not, it's not wrong to analyze it and to wonder. It is wrong to place your fear in that yeah. more than in God. We've talked about fear before. When your fear is in God, that means he's got it. Your fear is in nothing else. Right. Uh, if you've died to yourself on this earth, then death can't touch you. You know, you have no fear of death uh, whatsoever. But, yeah, I believe it's a test we all go through. It's not wrong to think about it. It is wrong to fall to it and to say, okay, you know what? That's more than I can handle. I give up. I just, I just think of this, this image of praising Jesus with your last breath, closing your eyes and opening your eyes, and there he is. Yeah. And just, you know, I, uh, I, I hope, I, I hope it happens. Um, it's something that, cause ever since I, ever since I discovered that I did have a father and it was God, the father in heaven, you know, I've always then I, I've, I've put these kind of characteristics on him that 
that that you want from your actual biological father. You know, mm-hmm. I want his approval. Yeah. I want him to be proud of me. I want I want this kind of stuff. And so, you know, when I read in scripture that it, it states that when you meet him, well done, my good and faithful. Mm-hmm. You know, I just in my mind, I can't think of any greater greater accomplishment or Right. Or, you know, to to praise him, close the eyes, open his eyes, and there he is, and there he says it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, to me, that is the, the ultimate, you know, uh, goal or, or thing that I can strive for. And, and But then the problem is, I then beat myself up sometimes, because then I'll, I'll do something, and I'll go, oh no. <laughs> I, 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 I hurt my chances, you know? Yeah. So it, it's good to, I do think it's good to focus on that kind of stuff, but also, you know, we can't, we can't focus on it so much that I'm, I'm now more concerned about that mm-hmm. than actually doing what he wants me to do. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's like I heard a teaching one time talking about the hands of God are wonderful, you know, but... We're so focused on the hands sometimes, we should be focused on his face. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're so focused on what can he give us rather than who he is. And I want a relationship with him. What he gives us is wonderful, but it should help us with the relationship, not be the end-all, be-all uh, of, of our interaction with him. Right. And it's the same kind of thing. It's uh, It's you don't want even a good thing to overcome what you what is what is really the goal right uh, to, to, to get your focus on anything else but um, I was kind of rambling there Did that did that actually connect yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what this is about is just rambling and having that conversation and yeah because we're just figuring all this stuff out too I mean mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know anything really yeah (laughs) I I guess that's one reason if these conversations minister to you at all it's I hope part of it is knowing that you know we're just as messed up we're 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 pondering these things too we're we're affected by it all and and I've said this before but I am very aware that there are parts of the world that are you know very much persecuted to a to a vastly greater degree than we are here in the U.S. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I remember hearing. Um, I don't know if I sent it to you, but I received something uh, through an email. A study that was showing. Um, maybe I didn't send this to you, but maybe we've discussed this. I forget. But showing someone has theorized that the entire Western hemisphere could be incinerated by a solar flare. I don't think you've sent me that, but you've talked about it with me. Okay, and that's the 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 person who was discussing it. They were showing all the scientific evidence to show solar flare activity is increasing. Uh, the magnetic shield around the Earth has actually been decreasing lately, so it could seriously hit us. Uh, affect us if it hit us. Uh, a recent solar flare went through our orbit um, a week after we had passed it. Yeah, that spot. I heard that one. Um, 
And they said if it hits the Western Hemisphere, that could fulfill a lot of prophecies. A third of the Earth being burned uh, in Revelation. Uh, it could explain why America is not specified in prophecy. Uh, it would have to be the Western Hemisphere if something like that happened. It couldn't be Israel, you know, and those areas that are so prominently, right. you know, in uh, uh, in Scripture, in prophecy. Uh, and there was just a lot to it. I don't want to say, oh, that's it, absolute truth, you know, they've got it. But it, it was a lot to ponder, a lot to think about. It could just be wiped out like that. That could be one of the things that leads to the uh, conclusive one world government people saying we've got to hey look at this disaster that happened we've got to come together we've got you know whatever um i don't know there, there could be a lot uh, you know it that's just guesses and ponderings for for a lot of it well it is interesting to ponder how it could and and the thing the the, the amazing thing about all of this with revelation is that even 50 years ago, a lot of the stuff that it mentions was mystifying and not possible. But with our mm -hmm. modern technologies and, and uh, I mean, even, even Israel had to, had to come back and be a nation. Now they're, what, 74 years old, I believe. Mm -hmm. And within that generation, that's, you know, when all this stuff probably is supposed to happen. And, you know, well, 80 years ago, <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. have, you wouldn't have no, uh, even thought that was possible. Right, you know, so it's just we're, we're, it's 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 actually fascinating, and it is it is pretty cool to ponder that it's all happening, and I'm actually seeing it in my lifetime, and you know, my lifetime. There's nothing special about me, so, but it's all happening in my lifetime, and so I just I sometimes thank God for that because it's like this is it is cool, um, mm -hmm. and it is fun to ponder. But as always, it can't be the, the primary thing that you're doing. I mean, you know, it, but I do think I do think that some of it is worthwhile because I've had dreams that I say are God dreams. Um, God talked to me in these dreams and they do re, they do involve these kind of events that we're going to see um, yeah. in Revelation. So I do think there is some importance that or at least it is OK to consider uh, what's going to happen and, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I just, it, it is so cool to be in this time and actually seeing the stuff happen. It's, it's, it's almost like being there and seeing a miracle performed, you know? You, yeah. you, you actually are seeing the prophecy, mm -hmm. which in a way are sometimes miracles. Israel coming back was a miracle. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know? Not only that, but I mean, we could really get into that and the timing of the thing. Mm -hmm. It was... I. I I read, I read one study that was showing it was, in and of itself, one of the prophetic fulfillments of Daniel's 70-week prophecy, and it happened to the day. Yeah. Uh, exactly the way Daniel prophesied, and that, that's way too expansive to get into here, but, but it, it was just a perfect fulfillment. Uh, of one element of mm -hmm. that, and it, it, it's amazing uh, how how Scripture has so perfectly set everything up, and how we missed so much of it. Yeah, 
which is one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing, getting into Genesis and Revelation and other things, going and, and trying to dig in and, uh, and find some of the things we've missed along those lines. But it, it is definitely... It's definitely an interesting time to be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I guess say it's cool, but there's also some hardships that come with that too. So, I mean, it, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's cool. I get to see this stuff, but at the same time, uh, there's also going to be hardships that we're going to have to go through. Mm -hmm. So that's why, that's why, uh, you know, I guess it's just, you got to be as well-rounded as possible. You can't, you can't focus on too too much on just one thing. You got to be well rounded in all things. Uh, who was it? Were, were, was it you that I was talking to about this, or did I read it somewhere else? Was talking about uh, a, a report or a podcast or something where where the guy was saying he was talking about end time stuff, and he was talking about come Lord Jesus and, and being excited mm -hmm. for the ends to come. And somebody came to him and said, "How can you be so excited and so desiring of the pain?" And the torment and all of that that's going to happen, and and his answer was, I'm not excited for that. Uh, I'm excited for, you know, for Jesus to come, recognizing that that has to happen first. Just like I'm excited for my child to be born, recognizing that the birth pangs have to happen, and there's going to be serious pain and travail to get to that point. But I want my child to be here. I want to hold my child in my arms. You know, the, the child is the focus. But you recognize that to get to that point, there's going to be a lot of screaming. <laughs> right. You know, and... Well, do you recognize this? Does this sound familiar? Right. But then my argument to that would also be, well, we already have pain. We already have you know, trials. We already have tribulation. Every, and, and, and yeah. we're, we're kind of spoiled here in the United States of America. And I think that's why we're very much turning into a Sodom or a Gomorrah because we are so spoiled that we don't have these hardships like a lot of the other countries do. Mm -hmm. So while we're trying to decide what a woman is, there are, there are countries that are trying to decide where they're going to get their food from. Yeah. You know, or there are countries that are being invaded. There are countries that are, you know, mm -hmm. have to worry about if they can even practice their religion. You know, well, we're over yeah. here trying to figure out what a woman is, even though the rest of the world laughs at that because they know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but we're already surrounded by, by trials. We're already surrounded by pain and all this kind of stuff. The hope and the, and the wish, and that's why hurry, come Lord Jesus soon, is because that's the beginning of it being perfected. And all of that pain and all of those tears and all of that is going to go away. Mm -hmm. Those are his promises. And so, yeah, we have to go through it. But the outcome is so great. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to try to get as many people to, to, to understand that and to, and, to, and to seek that relationship with them. So they, too, can have all that pain and all that hurt and all of those tears removed. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I'm. I mean, yeah, I'm. I am excited. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. I understand there has to be pain, there has to be tribulation. Yeah. But I also understand that the outcome is of what after all that is so much exactly. greater. And like he was saying, you look forward to the birth. Mm -hmm. You look forward to your child. Mm -hmm. That's what you're looking forward to. 
recognizing the rest of it has to happen to get to that point. But what you're looking forward to is not the pain. What you're looking forward to is the glory at the end. Yeah. It is the, is the, the wonderful result. And that just goes to show that the person who asked that question doesn't fully understand their relationship with God or have a biblical worldview that uh, that makes sense. They're they're mm-hmm. too focused on the scary parts of it. They're too focused on the which kind of uh, goes back to what I started with. Yeah, is is you know like talking about it's okay to have righteous anger, but is that your focus? Right. Is that the hatred and the anger? for the individuals for the situation you know or are we are we is that a piece of pain that's moving you forward to the the end glory yeah and i think a lot of stuff that's been happening within the last few years is kind of showing a light on where people's hearts are yeah um it's pretty clear uh through the lab through the pandemic and all this kind of stuff there were some people that were you know terrified Mm -hmm. and that shows where their heart is yeah, you know. I um, another thing I wanted to point out today. Something, something just someone walked by with a T-shirt while I was at work today, and had the uh, the homosexual rainbow. Um, for those of you who don't know, a real rain. The reason I say that is because a real rainbow has seven colors. The the pride rainbow only has six. It's uh, I'm not sure why. I mean, I know maybe why spiritually it's it's that way. Right. But um, I don't know why they did that on purpose, uh, changed the rainbow for that. But it was a rainbow, and it said, love is love. And it, made, it got me thinking all day long. It's like, that says absolutely nothing. But... To them, it makes a profound statement. Right. I mean, to, you know, essentially, yeah, yeah, love is love. That's a correct statement any one of us can make. Love is love. That, yep, that, that's a correct statement. Now, what they are inferring by that, what they want you to, to get by that is any personal, lustful, sexual desire you have is a wonderful holy unifying perfect thing yeah that's that's what they want you to get it's not what the statement love is love uh makes but that's and it just got me thinking about the the deception the 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 whole um nothing is actually said but it sounds so wonderful and wise i mean that to me is saying yeah smoke is smoke water is water a car is a car there we go. Now, essentially, what they're actually trying to do is imagine if there was a group of people out there who wanted every animal on earth to be called a bear for whatever ridiculous reason. You know, and they had this t-shirt with dogs and cats and, and eagles and, and moose and whales and all of this. And it just said, uh, a bear is a bear. What? I mean, that that's how much sense that shirt made to me. Right. Because I recognize what it's trying to, to say, 
uh, with, with the rainbow and love is love. But you didn't actually say anything, you know, because if I'm in that analogy of these, these, I, I, I don't want to use harsh language, but these fools, I'll say, you know, trying to name everything a bear, every animal on earth, they, they want it named a bear for whatever. This is a stupid analogy, uh, unrealistic analogy, let me put it that way. Um, you, you'd be looking at them going, yeah, a bear is a bear. You're right. That's, that's a correct statement. That dog, that cat, that moose, they're not bears. No, 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 no. A bear is a bear. That's, that, see, that's what they're going to go back to. Love is love. You're right. Love is love. But your lustful actions are not love. No, love is love. They're just going to, this is what deception does. It avoids, uh, it avoids reality. It avoids uh, coming to conclusions on any kind and throws out these random nonsensical phrases as if they impart holy wisdom. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to go back here. We saw it with Obama. Uh, he never specified anything in his campaign everything was just we're going to change change is good everything was just focused on we're going to make it better we're going to we're going to that was everything he could have just kept saying we're going to change we're going to make it better we're going to change we're going to hope we're going to change what what exactly what is going on you know uh there when you go back and review that campaign uh, uh, it was the same type of deal going on. There was just these hollow, empty, meaningless phrases and sentences just thrown out there, and it entranced people. Uh, and 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 that's that's the same type of thing going on with with this that shirt and and so many other things. And. The irony, what I was, what I was occurring to me, is all of these people who are saying uh, uh, morality is relative, and you know this should be allowed because uh, anyone can do what they want. I always go back to, oh, is that an absolute? Is that correct? Because. Uh, Essentially, what they're saying is not morality is relative. What they're saying is my morality is correct. Right. But they don't realize it because they're doing, I don't know if they've deceived themselves or it's part of their deception too, but in their very arguments, they don't make any logical sense because they're just saying love is love. Okay. You said nothing right there. And the problem is if you seek more information from them, mm -hmm. you then get attacked, you are immediately attacked by them as a hater or mm -hmm. a transphobic person or, yeah. you know, it's like, no, I'm just trying to open a dialogue. I'm just trying to have a conversation. It's impossible to have a conversation about it mm -hmm. because they're so, so, they're so certain of that what they're saying is right that 
any other argument is, is not possible, mm -hmm. and it's only offensive. And that's one of the reasons why we have such an attack on free speech going on right now. You're right. It's because true freedom of speech is the freedom to offend mm -hmm. someone else. Well, we have a group of people who have decided what we believe is absolutely right and what everyone else believes is absolutely wrong, and we do not want to allow anyone else to offend us with what we have decided are their errors. And so we need to shut them down. It's where all of this censorship is coming from. Yeah. Uh, they claim it's for everyone's best interests. And and this is one of this is what we're talking about here. This is one of the things of the parts of deception that they're using. They are calling what they are trying to enact free speech. Yeah. And that's one of the problems with all of this is is then it gets in and it causes confusion with the people who are saying uh, we truly want free speech. So anyone can say whatever they want, whether you agree with it or not. And then we have a group over here saying we demand free speech, which means you are censored and only we are allowed to talk. That is we want free speech. We're advocates of free speech. Okay, you're advocate of free speech, so ban censorship. No, we want the censorship because we're advocates of free speech. That makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Um, and that's where this disconnect is continually growing. It, I, I, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like um, I've been watching some different people discussing these kind of things um, since it's June and they get a whole month. Even though, even though I have, even though I have to hear about this all year long, it doesn't feel like I yeah. get just a month. But it's really a hot topic issue right now, and so I watch a lot of these documentaries or, or, and people talking from both sides. And and what I've noticed is that a lot of the current generation say that they figured this stuff out when they were very young kids, mm -hmm. and so obviously, obviously they. The, the enemy has been uh, has been working on them since children, mm -hmm. and and that and that's and that and then I notice that now that they're adults and they don't they don't live in reality anymore. They they live purely in a world of imagination where where they can be a dog, they can be a cat. I mean, there's literally an article going around uh, right now locally about having to install litter boxes in a school for children that identify as cats. Yeah, that is that is imaginary. That is not that is not reality. They uh -huh. are a human being, and so uh, one person, um, um, uh, Matt Walsh, put out a documentary for the Daily Wire called "What Is a Woman," and it's getting a lot of a lot of good praise and a lot of hate, depending on what side of the aisle you're on. But yeah, but uh, he brought up a good point after he interviewed a person who identifies as a wolf. A He's wolf? A wolf. Identifies as a wolf, this person. And, and, and uh, uh, he brought up a good point. He said, you know, give it 10 years, we're no longer going to be asking the question, what is a woman? We're going to be asking the question, what is a human? Yeah. Because they're not living in, a, in any state of reality. And when we try to bring them back out, even with a simple question, uh -huh. what is a woman? You identify as a woman, well, what is a woman? Well, when we try to bring them out of that safety net of their imagination, 
they lash out. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's, it's comes from a point where, because they've been, they, they, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like they're growing up correctly. Mm-hmm. There's, they're not leaving that state of play. You know, the scripture says that eventually you have to leave your mother and father and, 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 you know, put, a, put mm-hmm. aside your childish things. Yeah. And, and it doesn't feel like that's happening anymore. It as feels, a child, I thought as a child, but yeah. Yeah. There comes a point where you have to put that, that stuff away. And I don't feel like that's happening anymore. They're just staying in that realm of imagination. And I love imagination. I use my imagination a lot. You know, when I, when I, when I try to picture what heaven's going to be like, when I try to picture um, my relationship with Jesus, when I try to just, just, I use my imagination a lot. I enjoy it. But... When I have to go to work, I go to work. When I have to take care of my family, I take care of my family. When I have to, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a there is a point where you have to leave make believe land and live in reality, and they're just not doing that. And and, I, and it makes me it makes me um, it, it makes me the righteous anger that that they attacked our youth, mm-hmm. and they did it without us really even noticing. Because I mean, the, you know, the whole generation now is that this this current generation statistically is twenty percent trans, bi, gay, any of these kind of things. That is the highest percentage of any generation mm-hmm. ever. Usually, if you go back just two generations, it was like zero point one percent of that generation identified as mm-hmm. any of those things, and now it's twenty percent with the current generation. So if this continues. That number is only going to skyrocket because they're going to teach these things to their children. Those behaviors are going to be taught, you know, and then continue on. So when do we get to a point where we are fully Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah. You know, it, I, I, it's, it, to me, it already kind of feels like we're, we're, we're there. <clears throat> and like I said, I think this is all, I think this is just another step in the plan. Yeah. If this were to keep going, I believe their next agenda is to to legalize and make socially acceptable incest uh um, pedophilia pedophilia i i I even think they they want to get to the point where rape is socially acceptable uh now we say what a horrible thing how could you say that no no one in their right mind would do that 30 years ago People would have said the same thing about homosexuality. Right. How can you dare say that we will get to a point in this society where it is just commonly accepted? Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're getting to the point where um, bestiality is is you know it's growing, but but we're still not at a point where it is commonly accepted. Right. You know. Um, but in some areas of the world. In some areas of the world, yes. absolutely. But but if you want to know if you want to know what's coming. Uh, whatever is whatever and actually there's not that many but whatever subject is taboo right now on TV mm-hmm. give it 10 more years they'll start making it non you know mm-hmm. so whatever if you want to know what's coming just figure out what they cannot do in media right now yeah uh, and then because that's that's always been uh, that's always been taboo but then give it five ten years the first person breaks through they're a hero and then mm-hmm. now it's just widely accepted. Yeah. Um, 
but so you can you can kind of see it there. You can also look at the World Economic Forum. You can look at oh yeah the the, the elites and what the kind of things that they're suggesting because they do put their plans out there, mm -hmm. which is absolutely hilarious because you know if you, if you actually know what's going on, you now have the perfect you know exactly what the, what what they're doing in the shadows because mm -hmm. they do they just put it right out there and they tell you. Speaking of which, that was one of um, one of the things Troy Black. What we've talked about before, uh, he was talking about something that God has mentioned to him before is um, what has been in the shadows is going to be absolutely made public and and it is it's going to cause a backlash uh, uh, very soon and I think it's happening. I think the people, I think I think certain people in the world are tired of hiding their agenda. They want their agenda known. They they actively want people to get on board because if you as a christian as someone who understands what reality is and knows who god is and knows what his plan is you can throw 19 different philosophies at me you can throw a hundred different uh religious systems you can throw uh, a thousand different ideas of the way you want it to be it doesn't affect me. I know what reality is. Right. To someone who who is a moral relativist, who someone who does believe that whatever you want, that's your real, that's your personal reality, and that's all that matters. They want as many people on their side as they can get because their view is the more people on their side, the greater their reality. Right. And I really think these people want, it's been deception so far, it's been indoctrination, it's been, it's been a, a, through the media, uh, through Hollywood, through all of these things, it's been a slow, gradual progression of trying to move us into place. I think we're getting to the point where they're just going to come out and say, this is what we're going for, this is what we need we need your support. Jump on board, and it's going to create uh, anger from the other side, which is going to create anger from their side, and there's going to be clash. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when you try to use any sort of logic, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it just doesn't it just doesn't work well because a lot of their arguments are you know are what's the word where it's a it's a non-starter like. Your love is love. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it doesn't actually mean anything uh, to circular logic. Yeah, and so you know, I saw a, um, I saw an item the other day where they were just they were just showing all of the hypocrisies and whatnot. And some of them, some of them, you know, made me laugh because logically they're you know it, it makes total yeah. sense, but nobody's seeing it. You know, they. They can't tell you what a woman is, but don't try to take a woman's right to choose abortion. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. But what is a woman? You know, if it's women's rights, well, what is a woman? They can't even tell you. You know. Um, another one was. Uh, um, oh, I lost it. Um, I just saw it. Oh well, it doesn't matter. I've lost it. Must not be important. But it's just, it's just like the hypocrisy of like these, the, the, they say they want this, but then mm -hmm. 
on the other side of it, they can't even tell you what that is, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's, and, and the whole, the whole moral to, moral relativism argument anyway, uh, one of the things I want to say, I will, I will go here, one of the things I do want to say, but I realize it will cause a fight, uh, it will cause a big argument. When someone comes up and says homosexuality is right and you should allow it, and and abortion is right and you should allow it. any anything like that i want to i want to say fascinating so tell me uh what manner of scientific research did you and methodology did you use to determine exactly who god is or is not just to see them go what 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 does that have to do with anything you know because You've come to a place where you're saying this is absolutely right, then you have to have answered that question first, you know, of, of who God is or is not, in order to determine the absoluteness of your statement. So how did you do that? I'm interested to know. You know, because, you know, obviously they haven't. They're just going from a place of, I want it to be right. Right. And because if you can get them to admit that, it's just me and what I want, and you should allow me to do what I want. Then logically, from that place, oh, okay, then this is me stopping you from that, and you should allow me to do what I want, because it's all moral relativism. Because anyone, if there is no God, and mor moral morality truly is whatever we want, because we are gods. Individually, we are the highest life form. If there's no God above us, then we are God. And that's why the atheists demand that they fight so hard uh, to keep their religion in schools, uh, because they ne they're fighting for their God, which is them. <laughs> and it is a religious fight, mm -hmm. uh, uh, but anyway, that's another topic. But the reason atheists will fight so hard for this is because they want their will done. They are God. Okay, but if you come to that point, then you have to accept that I am also God, and that person's God, and that person's God. And it, if everyone's moral viewpoint is equal as God, as God, I can determine what is right and what is correct, then you then it ceases to become absolute and just becomes a war of gods. Yeah. So another thing they don't want to acknowledge, uh, for obvious reasons, is that viewpoint justifies Hitler. Because Hitler just did what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he was morally right in doing so. And to go on a... Uh, I honestly think this is one reason why villains are becoming so popular. To go on a fictional note, the Joker is just as much a good guy as Batman. Thanos was right for doing what he did. As the Avengers were right to try to stop him. Everyone was right. Everyone who takes any action whatsoever that they want to do is right according to moral relativism and they don't want to go there what they want is for us to just say okay you can have sex 
because that's what they're shooting for. They want their pleasure. They want their selfish pleasure. You can do your drugs. You can you can have your sexual immorality. You can do well, it's not immorality because it's it's moral. Right. You can do whatever you want, and it's morally right. But by accepting that argument, then anyone who tries to stop them is also morally right. Um, you've just said the officer trying to stop the serial killer is right, but the serial killer is also right. Because we're all gods, and any morality we decide on is right. Um, the shootings that are going on in schools and public shootings and mass shootings, the shooter was right, according to these people. Unless you prescribe to an absolute morality based on a system that you are not in charge of, you cannot say any evil action that is going on is wrong. And, but these people don't want to admit that. Right. For obvious reasons. It makes them look like the villain. Well, thank God I'm not in charge of that system. Yeah. You know, because then, you know. But um, I remember the other one, and so I'm going to throw it out there real quick. All right. There was another one that stated that, um, you know, why is it when we, t when we talk about sex in the workplace, it's considered sexual harassment, but now we can talk to our children in school about it? You know, it's just these, yeah. these kind of the, the, these kind of hypocrisies and whatnot, and I think that's part of the. Um, they have a term now called groomer, for anyone who who is attempting to put these views onto children, and uh, and apparently they hate it. So groomer, um, but but uh, but I think that's I think like I was saying earlier, I think that has already started in this previous generation and they're now, now they're now it's come to light and they're trying to do it in this generation too so that's why there is such a battle right now between parents and school systems and and, mm -hmm. and you know and all this and and the, the woke people and the and the you know the more conservative people and the and all of this stuff there's just this war going on and it really all stem comes to that, that we're pro they're protecting their children Mm -hmm. and, and and I'm glad that it finally came to light, but at the same time, we have a generation where where it didn't come to light, and I think that's a lot of this, mm -hmm. what I was saying earlier, they just haven't grown up correctly to get out of this imagina imagination that they have. Um, but that one bothered me, because it's true. Why is it uh, that you, you know, in the workplace, you talk about sex or bring, or, or talk about somebody's genitalia or something like that, that's sexual harassment, but then you can tell my five-year-old, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's just that that one really kind of bothered me. Um, but yeah, it's just the, 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 all of their arguments uh, can be easily defeated. They just don't they don't don't believe they can be defeated because they think they're absolutely right. You know. No, you're right. And you know this comes up. Um, this is something else. Uh, for anyone who's seen the last my last Genesis podcast, you know I'm I'm kind of re-reviewing older stuff and and I, I'm continuing that. And one of the things, uh, one of the conversations we had in a Genesis podcast was I asked you what's the difference between a Satanist and a Luciferian. Do you remember that? Yeah. So and uh, a Satanist is someone who says Satan, evil, death, destruction. I'm on board. I you know let's let's go. All hail Satan. Let's kill everything. Let's let's destroy the world. Uh, a Luciferian is someone who believes that Lucifer is actually the angel of light, that God is the one deceiving us. God is the one 
who's the enemy, and Lucifer is on our side trying to help us. Right. So, which means a lot of these people, whether they call them Lucifer, call themselves Luciferians or not, a lot of these people doing this honestly believe they're on the side of good. Mm-hmm. They're on the side of what's right. By deceiving, by threatening, by manipulating, by, by hating, uh, by, by all, all tools necessary to get what they want done, they believe they're on the side of what is right. And that's, that's, that's depressing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's been my, one of my biggest hurdles, um, is, you know, like I said, I was walking, just walking around the mall the other day and and I, and before that, I had been at uh, um, Half Price Bookstore, and I noticed that the the Christian section, which used to be like two aisles, um, and it, I mean it, one aisle was religion, but it was predominantly Christian stuff, and then another one was just like Christian fic- fiction, and then uh, and nonfiction, and they had two they had two complete rows. And then they had an end cap with Bibles and just different stuff on it. And uh, I, that's where I usually retreat to first. I go there sometimes to sell some stuff. I was selling some stuff for, uh, for uh, grand memes. Um, and I was going to have to be there for like two hours. You know, so it's like, well, that's the first section I go to. And the first thing I noticed was that the end cap was full. It had one Bible on it. Everything else was new age religions or mm-hmm. you know all of this kind of stuff and so that kind of that was kind of a shock but i was like okay well whatever i actually go into the aisle and i noticed that that uh the actual christian stuff had shrunk and the other stuff was growing and i go to the other side with the christian fiction and nonfiction. that was about the same well there's an aisle next to that that used to be mythicism and wicca stuff and all this kind of stuff New Age philosophies and all this. That had one aisle. It was now up to three. And that kind of bothered me. I walked around and I noticed that behind the counter, uh, back where they look at your books to tell you how much they'll give you for them, they had, um, they had a book cart full of Christian stuff. And so I was trying to... I, 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 my assumption was that they took that stuff down to make more room for the other stuff. That was my assumption. And so I was pondering all this, and then I finally, you know, it's a long time that I had to kill there, and I was very quickly bored. <laughs> so, so eventually I ended up going back to the area that I'm comfortable with, and I went back there just to see if there was anything of interest whatsoever. And there's a lady in the aisle. And uh, she says, and, and, you know, God bless her, but at the same time, she was also, she was looking at Christian stuff, but she was also wearing a mask. You know, so it's like, well, God bless you, but also, you know, that mask. <laughs> it, it stands out to me. But anyway, she, you know, I, she sees me now also standing in the Christian section, and she looks at me, and she goes, is it just me, or did they used to have more? And I looked at her, and I said, I think this is just a sign of the times. And she's like, I think you're right. And, uh, and then I, then I left and, and kept 
wandering around aimlessly. But then I go to the mall, and I walk past, uh, I walk past, you know, like Hot Topic, and I see a lot of stuff there I don't want to see. And I walk past uh, just people, and you know, it's it's June, so there's some people wearing uh, a headband with the rainbow flag and and all this kind of stuff. And then and I walk over here, and there's some um, there's I can only describe her. She, she, I, she probably actually identifies as this. It was a witch. She, you know, she had that goth-like appearance with the, you know, just all black attire and all this kind of stuff. And, and I walked past that and, and just, it just hit me. It's like, this is, this is overwhelming. It is this is overwhelming to my spirit. I am completely surrounded by evil everywhere I look. And so I had to stop and I had to, I had to go and I had to pray for a moment just to just to recover because it's mm -hmm. this it's 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 everywhere i'm i'm driving along and i look at the car next to me and hanging from the rearview mirror is a pentagram you know and it's just it's everywhere i look it it, it is it's becoming very overwhelming um but then i remember you know that god bless that lady in that aisle because i'm not the only one Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not the only one seeing this. I'm not the only yeah. one that this is happening to. We're in this together. And that is very, very comforting. Elijah told God, I'm the last one. And God went, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Nine thousands down there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so easy to look around and say, that's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, we're done. Mm -hmm. it's, it's down to me. You know, no, you know, no, no, it's not. God has so many more. But that's why I keep, keep saying this uh, often. This is a time that we have to come together. And, mm -hmm. and you know, I, I, I know that our listening audience is small. But as always, there's just, yeah. a, there's just an invitation. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's, you know, let's just get to know each other. Let's. You know, let's share God and share love and, and uh, you know, because, or, or, or at the very least, if you're not comfortable with that, you know, pray for us. I do pray for our listeners. I do pray um, um, f frequently. And on that note, if you do have a special prayer request, please feel free to, if you're not comfortable sharing it on the comments, uh, even just saying in the comments, I'm not going to give any specifics. Please just pray for me. Mm -hmm. um, do we, our, our email? We have the email. Um, the email address is out there. Send that to us so so everyone else won't see it. So, and we, we will definitely pray for you. Yeah. So it's not about us studies at Gmail. And then also on the website, there actually is a spot where you, where you can fill out a form for a prayer request. Right. And then on that, you can say... Yes, share it on a podcast, or no, don't share it on a podcast. And if you say no, that's just... But will that show up in comments? Nope. Okay, okay, so that's nope. okay. Well, that's what I was afraid of. People, like, wanting to just add a comment nope. and afraid other people, they you know, if they don't want to share, that's that, what I want to make sure. That form only comes, uh, well, comes to both of us in the, in the email, but that's it. So, um, if, and if you say no, I don't want it shared, then just Scott and I are praying for you. And that, that's all the further it goes. But if you do want it shared, we will gladly pray, uh, you know, for you on a conversation or what, on whatever. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to, even in my own 
social circles and my online circles and all this, I'm trying to surround myself with more with more Christians or more like-minded people just because I do think this is, uh, it is getting overwhelming. So I do think it's mm -hmm. good that we, that we are, in, yeah. that we remember that we are in this together and we don't have to go through it um, without support. Right. You know? So We are a body, which means we were meant to function together. Yeah. The kneecap is not meant to be its own thing, yeah. trying to do its own thing. Uh, well, I suppose is that a good time to wrap all this up? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot of pondering, a lot of rambling. <laughs> but Yeah. But I, I, I do pray. I do, do pray that something in there ministered to you. Um, something maybe even just got you thinking. Um, but as always, I don't want the conversation to stop. Be done with us, but let the conversation continue with God. Yeah, um, yeah. And same for us, Scott. I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to just be done and, all yeah. right, good job. <laughs> you know? And I realize um, if uh, what I'm about to say is like kind of pointless saying it now, if you quit five, ten minutes into this uh, podcast, and went, ah, I'm, uh, you know, you're obviously not hearing this now. Uh, but if you quit five minutes into this and goes, these guys are nothing. I don't want that. Let me go to God. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Hallelujah. That's, you know, it's not about us. Never been about us. Never will be about us. Um, but that whole thing was too long for a, a website address. <laughs> um, but, hey, well, thanks for coming uh, once again, uh, hopefully next week I'll have another Genesis podcast up, and I don't know, uh, Brad, if, you know, how soon we can see another Revelation. I know you're working. You've got a lot of stuff going on. But uh, anyway, as always, this has been Scott. This has been Brad, and this is not about us. <laughs>